Hey guys, so in today's world, it is extremely important to make sure you are protecting your online privacy and identity. You have to think about this when you are traveling or you're out using public Wi-Fi, checking your Robinhood portfolio, or just browsing the internet. It is so important to make sure you have a VPN service so that way you are protecting yourself and your online identity. One way you can do this is by using a VPN service, and the VPN Brad and I recommend and use is the world's leading VPN, Private Internet Access. With Private Internet Access, you can browse anonymously with a private IP address and enable strong encryption to protect yourself from your ISP and public Wi-Fi networks. You can also get access to tons of new content on platforms like Netflix, Disney+, Amazon Prime Video, HBO Go, and more. Private internet access provides the highest speeds and most encryption. If you guys are interested in protecting yourself online, then for a limited time only, you can get two years plus three months free for only $2.59 per month. When you go to privateinternetaccess.com slash average money, there is a link also in the show notes for you guys to click on. Hey guys, welcome back to another Friday episode of the Average Money Podcast where Brad and I take your all's questions and we give our opinions. If you guys want to get your voicemail read live here on the Average Money Podcast, we do have a link down below in the show notes where you guys can leave us any question your heart desires. This can be financially related, lifestyle related, whatever type of question you guys want to throw at us at Brad and I. We're here to give our thoughts. Guys, this is the Average Money Podcast. If you are new here, my name is JJ, and I am joined every single Monday and Friday with a beer in our hands with my buddy, Brad Finn. Brad, how you doing, buddy? I am wonderful, and yes, we are drinking. What are you drinking? I got an ice-cold brewski from Tavor. Shout out to Tavor. Yeah, we've been talking about Tavor for a couple episodes, and... We have not been more happy to team up with a, with a company as a former brewery owner and a craft beer drinker. If you are a craft beer drinker, you know that you know the brewery in town. You got that craft beer brewery in town, and once you get through all their beers, you realize you got to start driving places. And you're like, I wonder what beer is like in other places of the country. That's where Tavor makes it happen. They essentially are going to send you craft beer from all over the country every single month that you could not get at your local beer distributor or your local beer store as a brewery owner. They they were the ones that sent Dubco beer out to everywhere. It's really the only place you can get Dubco beer outside New York. So we want to thank Tavor. If you are interested and you are a craft beer drinker, it's at least worth checking out the website. We'll leave a link down in the description and down in the show notes below. Check Tavor out. And if you're a craft beer drinker, you know, get on board and maybe you can be drinking some of the same beers that JJ and I are drinking. We got a voicemail tonight, right, JJ? We got a voicemail tonight, and boy, oh boy, is it a good one. It's the old, <laughs> any other, I'll say this, any old Dave Ramsey listeners out there, as soon as you hear this voicemail, you're going to be like, oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. It's it's a good one. I'm excited for tonight's episode and the voicemail and what we're going to discuss in today because it really is a big deal. This this voicemail and what we're going to be talking about, and you guys probably have already seen it in the title somehow, but it's a very big deal that a lot of people, I think, take for granted, that don't take advantage of, that is something I think a lot of people need, but there's different routes you can go, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about in today's episode. So today's voicemail comes from Joe. Hi there, this is Joe from New Jersey. I've been watching the YouTubes and listening to the podcasts for about a year following you guys. It's been very helpful, insightful, and it's all much appreciated. So I have a question about insurance. 
particularly life insurance. And I'm wondering how you think about that in terms of an investment, whether it's something that's necessary or not, if that money maybe could be better positioned, and then how would you go about finding the most appropriate or applicable type, and just enter any general thoughts you have on that. So again, all your work is appreciated. Keep on doing the good work and looking forward to lots more content from you. Thanks again. First off, Joe, thank you so much for the voicemail. Again, like I said, guys, this one's a good one. Uh, I think this is something that I'll, it's, it's okay. First of all, it's not sexy. It's not something that everyone wants to talk about. <laughs> it's boring as hell. It's so important. It is so important to understand life insurance and know exactly what works for you. Brad, I'm going to let you take this one off, bud. All right. Well, we can go back and forth. First off, when do you need life insurance? Oh, that's a good one. So I think you need life insurance when you have someone that is depending on your income. Right. If you have a wife, a a spouse, wife or husband, uh, if you have kids, if you have someone that's depending on your income to live, you need life insurance. It's as simple as that. If you're not married, no. But listen, but listen, 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 listen to the episode anyway. Yes. Well, hold on, because I got to say this too, though, and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here. If I wasn't married at a young age, I would still possibly think about getting it set up at JJ at 22, 23, 24, because it's going to be so much cheaper. Rates are going to be lower, the healthier and less likely you are to expire. Which we'll talk about that later on in the episode, but go ahead, Brad. I'm going to agree with your, like, yeah, when I was going with was, this is really when you need to start thinking about it. And- this is one of those topics where it's hard, you know, it's a hard topic to, Hey, when I die, what are we going to do about this? You know, that we don't want to really mention that, but it, it holds true. Now, I guess the next question would be, all right, so I'm married. I have kids. My wife probably needs a portion of my income at least for a couple years. I know you have life insurance and we'll talk term or whole life in a second, but how did you go about picking your amount? Like how, I, I know there's round numbers. How did you go about estimating wh- how much payout do we want if you expire? This is a great question and I'll be 100% honest with you. This is whenever I was, when I got my life insurance policy was whenever I was listening to Dave Ramsey heavily. This was mm-hmm. back, this was back, you know, 24-year-old JJ uh, just got married to Lindsay, and I was listening to Dave Ramsey on the daily, and I always heard life insurance questions, just like Joe's voicemail. And I remember saying, okay, I need to figure out the correct way to do this, how I'm going to do this, what's the correct amount. Now, back at 24-year-old JJ, I came up with a $500,000 term life policy. That's what I did. And I figured that up by knowing what my expenses were, multiplying it by 10 to 12 times, knowing what my bills were and what Lindsay would need to be able to live off that for a good a good while. Because you got to think about this, guys. Like This is the stuff we don't want to talk about, but it needs to be talked about. Like There will come a time that I will leave this earth. 
there will come a time that in whatever your faith is, like, you know, you go on to the next life and you live your better life and go to heaven or whatever your beliefs are. But one thing that really, as a man, first and foremost, but even if you're a woman or whatever, I want to make sure my spouse is set up because I know that they're going to have to the stuff they're going to have to go through if something would happen now or like in while I'm still young, I would like to know that they're going to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And my wife has insurance policy and policies for me mm-hmm. in case something would happen to her. Because the same thing, like with kids, like kids is a whole nother subject too, which we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, man, like I, I have 500, to answer your question, I have, I had, I had $500,000 when I first started because I multiplied my expenses by about 10 or 12 times. And we accounted for like, it'd be nice to like have a paid off mortgage, have a little bit of money in the bank. But as we got older, we both actually upped our life insurance policies, which we can touch on that a little bit. Yeah. I went with five years of my salary. Essentially. I was like, if I go five years, like if, if my wife is young, if I die, she'll find somebody else to take care of her. I hope. And hopefully he's a lot better looking than me. And (laughs) I'll give her. I'll give you a five year head start, and that's kind of the number that I went with because yeah. I think that's something that's really, really hard for people to think about. Like, how much? Like, what's enough? And this, that, and the other thing. Okay, so when you when you when somebody depends on your income, it's probably a pretty good place to start. How much should they go for? About five to ten years of your salary or living expenses, however you want to go about that. Well, and I hate like I. Here's one thing about me, man. Like I always, you always hear like do five times or 10 times or like all this stuff. Like to me, it's really important to do it more of like what your situation is. So like Lindsay and I sat down and we talked about this. We're like, okay, what do we want our policy payouts to go towards? Like Lindsay, here's $500,000. What would you do with that? Mm -hmm. You know? And like back when we did this at 24 years old, we talked about, okay, Let's assume we have a kid. Like, let's assume we have a couple kids. Like, what are we going to do? And Lindsay says, I want a paid off house. Yep. I don't want to have to worry about a mortgage payment. I want to be completely debt free. And we assumed we'd probably have, a, you know, a, maybe a nicer house than what we live in now. But, yeah. you know, we assume maybe like a $300,000 house and then give Lindsay another 200000 to put towards investments and throw it into VTSAX to, you know, just kind of live off of for a little bit or whatever that may be. Yeah. So we we kind of geared that more of like what our goals were. Not really goals. That sounds kind of bad. What we would like to do if something would happen to right. one of us. So that's kind of what we geared ours towards. And that's, again, why we raised ours down the road. Because as kids come into the mix and you start getting more assets and liabilities or whatever that may be, is that however you're investing, you want to make sure you're completely covered with everything. It's the same as anything we do with money. Where's your money going to go? Give your dollars a name, whether that's money and death, whether that's inheritance, whether that's income. It's not like you don't just say ah, five hundred grand. How's that sound? You say, all right, what are we going to do with this five hundred grand? So true. Because if you get to three hundred thousand and there's no more money left needed, all right, maybe you need a three thousand. Now, I'll get into the two types, and I want to give a caveat. I know what I'm about to say is going to upset people only because I know that this is some people's livelihood. And 
I don't want people to think that I'm attacking their livelihood or their character. But I will say, just because I believe it so much, as somebody that's had both whole life and term in my lifetime, I do not see any situation whatsoever that you should have whole or universal, whole and universal life insurance. And I know that there's people out there that sell life insurance. And I know that you just got really triggered and you've been dealing with this argument. We can go through both pros and cons, but I just want to start with anytime anybody's ever tried to sell you life insurance, did they ever try and sell you term? So true. And it that's like a it uh what are the what is what's a question that doesn't need an answer? Hypo, not hypothetical, uh, a rhetorical question. Yeah, and the reason why is because the amount of premiums that you are paying in commission fees to the person selling you that life insurance policy is insane. And I'm going to tell you the things that you're going to hear. Oh, my friend sells it. Yeah, of course he does because he he stopped going to school and now he sells life insurance and he collects. You're reti- you're helping him retire and not you. And oh, it's a great investment opportunity. Yeah, have you heard of a Roth IRA? That's a great investment opportunity <laughs> as well. And the biggest one, okay, and this is going to lead into why I have term. The biggest one, and this is what you're going to hear. Well, you pay all this money in. Do you know that if you die the day after that term is up, you get nothing and you're like meant to feel like oh my god i'm gonna get you're not paying for life insurance so that you get something in return if you outlive your term hooray you're alive good for you guys insurance is in case shit happens and if it doesn't happen great but we're gonna protect ourselves so let me talk to you about why i have term and why i don't care if it ends the day after, because I set my life insurance policy up with a dollar amount that we just talked about, but I also set it up for a term that I'm talking about. Go, going back to my original question, this is why I asked it in the beginning. Why and when do you need it? You need it to make sure that somebody that's relying on your income has it. Right now, I am 39 years old. I got term life insurance when I was 35. So I got a 25-year life insurance policy. That's going to make me 60. If I die at 61 years old, I'm going to tell you a couple of quick facts, and this is not to flex. When I'm 60 years old, I plan on having so much money that I need multiple people to help me count it. And if I die, not only is my wife going to be set, but my kids are going to be set as well. My kids are going to be young adults. My kids are going to be in their mid-20s. If I die at 60, hopefully it's going to be a very, very sad event, but there's going to be no worry about dollar transactions. Why do I need whole life insurance so when I pass away at 80 years old, somebody needs a million dollars? That just doesn't seem sense to me. I set a term up and said, okay, I'm buying it now in case I die. My wife needs that money. Does she need that money in five years? Yeah. Does she need that money in 10 years? Yeah. Does she need that money in 20 years? Eh. Does she need it in 25? Nope. Okay. I'm going to stop paying. And pretty much it worked out to where I think like a year of the payments that I had worked out to like two months 
because these universal whole life insurance policies come with so much upfront premiums and, and, and things like that. Do not let somebody say and trick you by saying, when you die, you get nothing. F no. When you die a day after your term is up, you get life. You, you live to that age. So pick an age where if you happen to expire, you're like, dope, whatever, man, good run. My wife's going to be living off the hard work that I just did for 25 years of my term. Now, granted, and this is, I guess I can say this, if you're terrible with money and you suck with money and when you're 60, you're going to have nothing, well, you suck with money, so you might as well just have a whole life insurance policy anyway. Because if we're going to continue down this sucks with money, you're not going to do something rational like have term life insurance, which is just put in place for you to have money to give to somebody that relies on your income. Nobody needs my income in 25 years if I did all my things right. Do you agree, JJ? A hundred freaking percent, man. Yeah. That we do not use life insurance as a form, as an investment. <laughs> There's if you, other investments. If, if you hear investment and insurance in the same sentence, freaking run. Oh, voya. Oh, God. Run. Don't I've talked about this with 403B. Yes. Like, if you have your 403B with a life insurance company, what are you doing? Like, get it with the yeah. finance. Oh, gosh. I just, and I only say because I was tricked. I, I had a whole life insurance policy. Actually, I think my third video on YouTube was me cashing that out and saying, no, 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 because it's simple math. If you look at the numbers and you look at how much of the of what you're paying you're giving to the broker that sold it to you, that's going to make you angry. It's worse than PMI. Oh, it's, it's, worse than, it's worse than anything. And they're like, oh, but you put this in and then you have a cash value in there that you mm-hmm. can take out. Like, no shit, I can do that with a brokerage account. Yes. Why am I going to pay you? Oh, guys, I can't even come up with the fees. I like know. I said, and if you sell it, like I said, I understand. But you know, down deep in your heart, that you just have a job selling life insurance. You know. It's kind of like, um, what are the people that say most of these options traders, they have uh, they have ETFs and they're all in index funds, all the people I hate against them. I guarantee all these whole life insurance people in their own company, they got term. Yeah. Because, and maybe, I'm open to suggestions and I'm open to the conversation, but there is no way that you can use this as an investment vehicle because it's not. It's a life insurance. Why am I going to open a life insurance policy as an investment vehicle? No way. Never. I got a Roth IRA. I got an IRA. I got a 401k. I got a brokerage account. I got real estate. I can do all that with. I don't have to pay fees on. Especially if there's like, if it was the only thing to invest and and use as an investment vehicle, okay. But back to the episode when we talked about 529s and all these other things, like there's other options. Like we have life insurance. Like you don't go to your barber and then get a cavity filled by the same dude. We have guys that can do both. Like I, I just don't understand why they try and market it as two things a life insurance policy, and an investment vehicle. It's not. I got to say this. I think this is very important, and I think this was, was one like important light bulb I had when I was 24, young JJ, didn't know anything about any of this stuff, but was listening to Dave Ramsey. Big, I mean, we mentioned him a lot in this podcast, but he really is like the foundation for a lot of us personal finance nerds. And I will say one thing that stuck with me for a very long time is I am using term life insurance 
as a way of protecting my spouse and my family in case that I do happen to die at a young age. But with that being said, my term life policy, which is 30 years, is I'm planning on being very well off in the next, what's probably, it's what, 25 years now, 26 years, or 24 years I have left on my term policy. Like, I'm thinking, JJ, 24 years from now, I'm not going to need half a million dollars in a term life insurance (laughs) policy. Neither is your wife. No, like, exactly. Like, that's the point of a term life insurance policy is to cover the people that depend on your income if something significant would happen at a younger age. You want to be set up down the road whenever that term life policy is up, like Brad was talking about. If you're a day after the term life policy is over, that's totally fine because you've come to the point where you are successful. You've been doing the right things. You've invested in the right different vehicles and whatever that may be to be able to not have to worry about the term life insurance. At a fraction of the cost. So, dude, literally, let me talk about this <laughs> like, for a second. I can't even, if, I, if we talked about the numbers, people would think we were making them up. It's so, so true. Like, whenever, and this is kind of what goes back to what I said earlier in the episode about being that single guy at 24, 25, how I think it may be worth getting a policy for the next 30 years if you do plan on getting married and having kids down the road, even though you may not be married yet, is because it's so cheap guys my $500,000 policy that I started at 24 I pay like 250 bucks for the year for the year for the year I've talked to friends of mine who have that are my age that have whole life policies that are paying over 100 bucks a month oh dude it's more than that I think the one I had was like $360 per month I actually had to go back and watch that video I think it was like 300 and guys I very rarely will tell people what to do and I very rarely will like act so this is one time where Brad and I were like, listen to us and do not do this. No, and I'll also, I'll go on a ledge this and I'll hashtag it to protect myself. This is not financial advice. <laughs> as much as I'm going to say this very wholeheartedly, <laughs> just remember, this is not financial advice. This is for entertainment yeah, yeah. purposes only. No, of course. With all that said, if you have a whole life insurance policy right now, close that ish right now. Now, today, I don't care if it's Saturday, get them on the phone, cash out everything that you have, and open a term life insurance. Now, if you don't want that gap because you're afraid of dying tomorrow, okay, you can hold it off till Monday. But like, with, I would say start the term life insurance policy, then, ca- then cash out. With most term life insurance, you don't even need to go to the doctor anymore. Because if yes. you lie and they found out you had a pre-existing condition, you just don't get the money. So like you can't like tell them like oh super healthy and then you die of lung cancer and they find out you were smoking a bag a day you lied so that like that's okay you don't even need to get blood work anymore which is kind of why I had it because I don't like giving I I pass out when I get blood so like same for not having to go to the doctor too like yes I'm not saying have a lapse with insurance you never want to lapse because ish can happen today but what I'm saying this is not financial advice if you have a whole life insurance policy and your best friend from college sold it to you or your girlfriend's best friend's husband or your mom knew a guy and your dad, just like the CPA. Oh, my dad's got a guy. Yeah. That guy's ripping you off badly. I got ripped off and that's why I'm so passionate about it. I'm so angry. I say it's worse than PMI. It's worse than debt because they don't, you don't know because you, they, they're salesmen. 
They're smooth criminals. They're smooth. And if you're a smooth criminal, I'm just, you're tr- trying to make a living. I'm not trying to knock your living. I'll never knock somebody's living. But you know in the back of your head. So if you have a whole life insurance policy, please, I beg you, start working towards taking out that cash value. And you want to know what? Here's the cra- and here's the even crime part. If you only had it for a couple of years, you're going to go back and be like, wait, hold on. My cash value is what? Yes. And I've been putting in $350 every single yes. month for the last three years. And you're telling me I have a cash value of $1,200? Like, oh, well, the way it's structured is – no, the way it's structured is you're paying that salesman's commission for the first two years. Yep. The dude that – I can't even imagine how much money he made off of me. I, I, I There's very few things I feel so passionately about because I'm not saying they're taking advantage of you. They're just – they're negotiating with you and they're a better negotiator when it comes to these things. I'm trying to negotiate against and protect you. Do you need life insurance? But that's up to you. If you do or don't, that's up to you. You can make that decision. Yeah. But please, I beg you, at least sit down for a couple hours, not five minutes, not Googling while you're taking a poop. Take a couple hours and run through the math of your whole life insurance policy. How much money are you going to pay into it? How is that going to affect your cash value? And then take that money and go into a compound interest calculator for a Roth IRA and see what the oh, difference is so as good. far as your your invested value is going to be. Go in and do that math. And if you need to, I'll help you with it. That's how, if you need me to do that, I'll do that. Then go and look at the term life insurance and think, okay, I'm going to put in a fraction of that. Take the difference between your monthly term life and whole life and put that money into a a compound interest calculator and see if you're going to need the money at the end of your term. Yeah. The greatest gift that I can be given in life is for my term life insurance policy to run out. I will probably have a term life insurance policy expire fucking party. I probably will (laughs) because you want to know what? I'll be 60 and that's longer than my mom lived. And that's just about as long as my dad lived. If I get to 60, let's go, baby. I am, because you want to know what? I'm going to be 60. And barring major catastrophe, I'm probably going to be pretty well off with money. I'm sorry for getting so passionate about it. And I'm so, like I said, back to the people. I, I do, I'm not criticizing people for their livelihoods. I'm not. You know, but. I will expose you if I feel like you're hurting people's financial futures and a whole life insurance policy is probably one of the least efficient things that you can do with your money. I'd rather, I'd ra- I'd rather you lease a car. Yeah. I would never tell any of my friends to ever get a whole life policy. If they had whole one, would never. you, would you like be like, you need to get out? Like, am I, am I out of line saying you need nope. to get out? I did it with my boss. He closed it while he, my old boss at the construction company, he did it. He closed his whole life policy because I worked with, we were working in the office together. We were talking about finance stuff and he was telling me some stuff that he had and he mentioned the whole life policy. I was like, yeah. he goes, what? I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you got that? Before you tell people about that, have them, have them tell you why they have it. Yes. And I guarantee yes. you, they're going to give you the same sales spiel that they memorized. You want to know why they memorized it? Because this guy selling it to him told him over and over again, the yep. cash value, it's an investment vehicle. If your term runs out, you get nothing. This is for your whole entire, think about your, your family. Your life insurance is not an investment. 
you have other vehicles that you can invest in. The, yeah. Do never use your life insurance as an investment vehicle. Now, another question Joe had in the voicemail was, how do we go about finding the right area to do this? Like I said, I I did my policy, so I actually have another five hundred thousand dollar policy that I got later on down the road. But so I have a million dollars on me, and then Lindsay has a million dollars on her. Brett, how how do you? And I can answer this too. But how do you go about? finding where to get your term life insurance. To be honest, I, I talked to smart people. That was really, that was really it for me. I asked around and I kind of, it's not so much shop. You can shop around a little bit for me. I definitely wanted somebody that I didn't have to go to the doctor for. Um, but then I also, like I said, I talked to some people and that's real idea because one thing you're going to find out is insurance is different state to state. So I know, I think you use Besto and I couldn't use them in New York or one of the companies. Yeah. That, um, so you have to look at that, but just like money, like talk to people. So I'll say this. The first way I found my term life policy was going the old Dave Ramsey route. And I still believe in it to this day. And I tell everyone to do this is go to xanderinsurance.com. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. not sponsored. No, that's not. Xander.com, I think is what it is. But it's Xander Insurance. If you Google it, it'll pop up. What I love about Xander is, and it's Z-A-N-D-E-R, is you can type in everything you need, your age, your amount of policy you want, the term amount you want, you know, 20, 25, 30 years. And then you can put in some bogus email or whatever. You don't even have to put in whatever you need. And then it gives you a bunch of different, it's a broker. Xander is a broker. So they're shopping for you the different uh, term life policies that are out there. And then they'll showcase to you what's the cheapest version if you want to pay monthly and what's the cheapest version if you want to pay annually. And it's, uh, we just did this for my wife literally like a, a year ago. My wife just got her updated million dollar life term life insurance policy and we did xander again and i i would live by that and that's a dave ramsey uh you know uh, justified way of doing things but i still believe in it and and yeah if someone's if you want to because obviously if you want to look into whole life insurance here's my here's just what i ask you to do before when you start speaking to the person that's going to try and sell it to you open with this hey i'm interested in whole life insurance policy and it's pros but you are not allowed to mention that it's an investment vehicle or the fact that with a term, I die and get nothing. Three, two, one, go. Oh. Because their whole play is, you know, like how you don't like a dude that only talks about how bad other people are to make himself look better? That's what whole, their whole pitch is fighting against and telling you how bad term is with the exception. So say, hey. I'm very, very interested in whole life insurance policy. I don't think I really want to go the term route. I'm really into whole life insurance. Can you can you just tell me about it quick? But I don't want to know about investment vehicles or the fact that term when I die, I get nothing. Like what, what are the other pros? Their head will spin. You will get the longest pause. Uh, yeah, about the investment and the, the cash. Va- no, no, no. I told well, you. Well, that's the most important thing about a whole life yeah, policy the, is that it's an investment vehicle. You're missing, you're missing the best part if I don't talk about the fact that it's an investment vehicle. They can't do it. JJ, I think that's, that's I'll rant about it forever, but. We can both rant about this, and I think this is something. We haven't actually. I'm glad this got brought up in a voicemail. Yeah. Another reason why the voicemail episodes are amazing. Guys, if you have a question for us. There's a link in the show notes down below. 
Send in your voicemail. You got about 90 seconds to leave us a question, whatever it be. It can be financial related, it can be lifestyle, it can be family, kids related, whatever it is. Let us know. And we will give our thoughts. We'll give our opinions, just like we did in today's episode. You might even trigger us a little bit. A little bit, like we did today. Not funny as well. We're very, Brad and I are both very, what would you call that? We're strong headed when it comes to life insurance and the route that we want to take. So, yeah, I feel. I feel good about everything we talked about today, man. Like because I have, I have faith in people and their intelligence. Yes, and it's if you have whole life, you're not a dummy. You just didn't know. And yeah. there's very very few people out there that, when given the proper facts, will still choose a whole life insurance policy. It's so easy to get sold on whole life insurance. Oh, that I did it. I was. I think the guy that sold to me was like, "Hey, I'm going to be honest with you." I've had it for like five, six years. I got married. We want to build a deck. I don't have money for a deck. Who's got money for a deck? I don't save money for a deck. I took money out of the cash value. And I'm like, oh, it's not even that I have to pay back the interest. I'm just going to keep putting in my premiums and that's going to help cover back the cash value. And then it'll be cool caught up in a couple of years. Bada bing, bada boom. And I'm like, that's how I want a deck one day. Oh, I man. want a deck one day. Yep. And you got me. What a great episode. Again, a boring topic, but something a lot of people really need to understand is the difference between term life, whole life, the best way to go about it, how you can even find it and shop for it, because this stuff is not stuff we talk about. Yeah. No one teaches us this stuff. So I'm so glad that we were able to make an episode about this. And I told Brad, I was like, this thing's going to go for 30 minutes. I know it is. <laughs> we try to keep our Friday episodes shorter, but... You know, when something like this, I knew this was going to light a fire under Brad and I's, you know what, because it's something we're so passionate about. And we got and burned, you know, when you, yeah. you know, one of the best things when you get burned and screwed over, you can't wait to help other people. If you're the type, yes. of, we're that type of people. When, when you get screwed over, you want to make sure that none of your friends and family ever get screwed over. And that's kind of where this goes. I got screwed over on it, you know, and I don't want you to. So true, ma'am. Guys, I'm going to wrap this up. This, again, is the Friday episode of the Average Money Podcast. If you guys want to leave us a voicemail, we got a link down in the show notes. you got about 90 seconds to leave your question. Um, please leave us one. We the, This is Brad and I's favorite. <laughs> favorite thing about the podcast is being able to hear your voices and to be able to give some value back on whatever question you guys have for us. But, guys, I'm going to end this here. Again, thank you all so much for listening. It's been an amazing time, and I appreciate every single one of you. We're growing the downloads are increasing every single week, every single day. It's crazy. The average money community is growing. It's a bunch of average Joes doing above average things with money. Guys, until the next one, you all take care. Hey, guys, it's JJ. And before we get started with today's episode, I want to tell you guys about a credit card that Brad and I love, and that's the Jasper card. Jasper is a premium MasterCard issued by WebBank member FDIC that's designed for professionals who want to build great credit. This is a credit card that you can apply for with no credit history required, which is virtually impossible these days, as long as you have proof of income. Here's the thing. You need a credit card to build credit efficiently, but most credit card companies won't approve you for a card unless you already have a credit history. Jasper is different because their unique underwriting is forward-looking. When you apply, they look at your potential instead of focusing just on your credit history. So maybe you just started a new job and you're heading in the right direction professionally, but you don't have much credit history built up yet. You can apply for the Jasper card and if approved, have a real premium card now instead of starting out like many young people do with a debit card or a secured credit card. Plus with the Jasper MasterCard, you can earn up to 6% cash back by referring friends. Of course, terms apply, review them after you click. This card is perfect to help you start and continue to build your credit for you if you take the right steps. So if you are interested, click the link in the show notes 
notes to apply for your Jasper card today. Apply by March 31st, 2021 using promo code AMONEY to receive a $50 sign-up bonus. You receive your sign-up bonus as a $50 statement credit upon activation. If approved, terms apply.